All right, and welcome to episode number 23 of The Loser Hour. And uh, once again, I got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. I'm going to start with some baseball. So the postseason is upon us, and we've seen three out of the four series go to a game five. So the Yankees and the Twins were the only series that um, ended quickly. The Yankees won in a sweep. Uh, game one, the Yankees took uh, ten to four. Game two, Yankees took eight to two, and then game three, the Yankees uh, sealed the deal five to one. So strong showing by the Yankees. Um, the Astros and the Tampa Bay Rays, they um, their series ended just a few hours ago, and the Astros won game five, six to one. So this series was game one to the Astros, six to two, game two to the Astros, three to one. Then the Rays took game three and four, three, uh, game three, 10 to three, uh, game four, four to one, and then losing tonight on game five, six to one. So it will be the, um, in the CS, it will be the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees, the two powerhouse teams that I predicted would be there in those positions. So that should be a fun series to watch where, you know, I still think Houston's going to go to the World Series and probably win it all. But um, I'll get to the Nationals are, are one of the teams that I feel could go all the way too. I'll get to that, though. So the... Uh, Braves in the Cardinals series that was a it was a fun wild back and forth series um game one went to the cards seven to six um game two went to the Braves three to nothing game three went to the Braves three to one game four went to the cards in 10 innings five to four and then the cards just came out swinging in game five won 13 to one they scored like nine runs in the first inning so yeah that was crazy the Cardinals are moving on to the next round, and they will face the Washington Nationals, man. Big upset. They um, The Nationals fell in game one to the Dodgers, 6 to nothing. Then um, they knotted up the series in game two, 4-2. to two. Game three went back to the Dodgers, 10-4. to four. And then game four, they knotted it back up, 6-1. to one. And then last night, they won 7-3 to three in 10. And last night was just it, – it was one of those things like, you know, it's – it to me, it, it's hard. I've been I've been seeing a lot of trash talking for Kershaw and all that kind of stuff, and it's like, you know, it really wasn't his fault. He shouldn't have been put in that situation. You know, the manager should know. And I love Dave Roberts. Like, and this is weird coming from a Giants fan, but, you know, I'm, at the end of the day, I love baseball. So, like, there's certain people that it doesn't matter what team you're on. Like, I just like watching you play because I love the sport. And Roberts was a guy that, you know, I, I grew up watching him play on the Giants. So it's weird that he's in a Dodger uniform, but he's a, he's an awesome manager, but he made a bonehead decision not pulling Kershaw after he, he faced the lefty. That's what he needed to do. He should have uh, he should have went to the bullpen after that, and it, that just shows that their bullpen, they don't trust their bullpen. So, yeah, they, uh, they took advantage of it and um, tied the game. It was Rendon with a – solo shot and then um the soto Juan soto with a solo shot after that back to back so tied the game up and then another 
manage um, just a, another bonehead decision. You know, they put Joe Kelly in. He he gets the three outs, and then he returns out there for the for the tenth inning, and he's shaky, and he walks the first batter. And then he walks another batter, and it's like, dude, go to the bullpen now. Go to Kenley Jansen or something, you know? Like, what are you guys doing? Trying to intentionally blow this series, I guess. So, you know, from as, as a Giants fan, I loved it. It's like, fuck yeah, you idiots, you're just blowing it again. But it sucks because it's just like, fucking, what the hell? You know, like, <laughs> this team is supposed to be the team that goes, you know, all the way to the fucking World Series, you know? But... Yeah, like I said, as a Giants fan, it's awesome seeing him get knocked out in the first. And, yeah, so the the Nationals, they're just, they they are the best team hitting after, like, the seventh inning. They're the best team with in the National League with runners in scoring position. And they're the best team with, like, uh, two out, like, hitting with two outs in the National League. So they're one of those teams that's, like, running on a lot of momentum right now. And that can get you through. So it'll be the Washington Nationals and the St. Louis Cardinals for the National League. And those series, um, the National League starts Friday, October 11th, 5 o'clock Pacific time, 5.08. Yankees and Astros is Saturday, uh, October 12th, 5.08 uh, Pacific time. So, yeah, the the, the National League games on TBS and then the the American League games on Fox. So those will be the two series to watch. Game they'll they'll they're best of seven now, so not best of five. And then you know winners of these go to the World Series. So we're getting into the into the nitty gritty here. So we're down to four teams left. One of these four will be the world champions of baseball for this year. So. We're getting down to that. That's that's always something I love, you know, as a baseball fan. I just we're getting down to 162 games plus the postseason. We're we're getting into all this, like you know, all these teams that have built these. That you know, some teams like the Astros have built for so long, and they've they've drafted and they've been in the bottom of their division for the longest time. And then they, I remember they were in the national league and they were just the, the bottom of the central always. And there was that weird division where it was like the central has six teams and the American league has the West that has four teams. So it only made sense when they moved over there and they still were bad. They were awful. And it was just, you know, they, they, they knew though they were going to, they, they got some, new management in there and they started making these decisions where we're going to get these young guys in here and then we're going to build around them and then the pitching is just something that's ridiculously strong it's like Verlander is one thing and then there's Garrett Cole it's like okay Verlander and Garrett Cole that's strong then you add Zach Granke and then you add like you know your fourth starter is Wade Miley who's not a horrible pitcher but you know, it's, it's that that's that's what they got, and it's uh, fuck. Like, I wouldn't want to face those four guys. I wouldn't. And then you look at their bullpen, and their bullpen is no slouch either. They got guys, and they 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 Will Harris is 
just a solid lockdown setup, man. They have um, Hector Rendon, who used to be with the Cubs as a closer. He's in there in the middle innings. Uh, their closer is Ozuna, Roberto Ozuna. The dude's a fucking lockdown closer. Fuck, they got like they have a bunch of guys that are starters that go in the bullpen. Brad Peacock, that fucking guy is awesome. Colin McHugh, solid in the bullpen. They have a whole mess of guys that I would not want to fuck with. So Houston's just like that team that, you know, the, the Yankees are a team that I was talking with my dad. He loves the Yankees. And, you know, the Yankees are a team that if they're ahead, their starting pitcher only needs to get them five because their bullpen is so good. But if their bullpen breaks down, then you can get them, and you just want to hope that their bullpen breaks down. But their pitching is the type of deal that, you know, it's been, it's been good this postseason so far. It's been really good. And their lineup is just, they're, they're healthy all at the right time, so the Yankees lineup will give you trouble. So, you know, it's going to be a good test for Verlander and Cole and, and Granke, those three guys going at you against that Yankee lineup. And then, you know, the Yankees, like I said, if they're up a few runs and, and, you know, all they need is five innings out of Tanaka and then, you know, the the sixth inning, they they don't have Batanzas this year, but they pretty much, they have Brenton, they have Aroldis Chapman, they have Ottavino, and they have a few other guys. So it's like, you know, you, you throw these other guys, you throw J-Hap in there in the sixth inning, you throw Ottavino in the seventh, you throw Brenton in the eighth. If there's any trouble in the eighth, you put Chapman in right away and he pitches the rest of the game type of deal you know it's how you can easily get things done so that's going to be an interesting deal over there the cardinals are are one of the teams that's like they're super hot right now both the cardinals and the nationals they're they're super hot and they both have momentum and the cardinals are like they're filled with veterans and young guys they can get it done but i just there's flaws with that team they have um, they have Goldschmidt, and it's good to see him in the playoffs. Fucking and then them thriving, and you know, and then Jack Flaherty is they're they're making him a star right now because he's a fucking beast, and they're they're putting him big out there right now. You know, as the, at the as the ace of the Cardinals type of deal, and Wainwright's still hanging around. Yadi Molina's still there, so they're a fun team to watch. And then yeah, the Nationals they're just they're the momentum team. They're the they're the team that that can go they're deep Soto uh, and Robles those two guys are are young and those are the guys that they were banking on when Bryce Harper left it was it was you know they were they weren't worried about Harper leaving because they they knew they had that kid Soto sitting there waiting that's the spot that they and then and they also knew they had Robles who's a different profiles is a different type of player but they knew that they had another guy waiting too so they were just like, okay, we got two young guys ready for the next year, so go ahead, walk. We don't need to pay you. And it's fucking paying off. Rendon had a just career year, and he come, he's coming up with big hits in the playoffs. So is Soto. So, yeah, it's paying off big time for the Nationals. So a little bit of uh, NFL. Um, last week there was some whatever games uh week five there was the um seahawks upsetting the rams 30 to 29 off the missed kick from zerline 
Um, the Cardinals got their first win over the uh, winless Bengals, twenty six to twenty three. The Bills uh, beat the Titans, fourteen to seven. The Bears um, were upset by the Raiders in London, twenty four to twenty one. The Saints beat the Buc- the Bucks with the good old Teddy Bridgewater, thirty one to twenty four. The Vikings beat the Giants, twenty eight to ten. Uh, Cousins was on a, a vengeance to show everybody in that game. He was, his completion rate was pretty pretty good, considering. <coughs> excuse me, how awful he's been lately. Uh, the Eagles beat the Jets, thirty one to six. The Ravens beat the Steelers, twenty six to twenty three. Patriots beat the Redskins, thirty three to seven. The Panthers beat the Jaguars, thirty four to twenty seven. Uh, the Texans beat the Falcons 53 to 32. Broncos upset the Chargers 20 to 13. The Packers beat the Cowboys 34 to 24. Yeah, fuck the Cowboys. Hate the Cowboys. Um, fucking Colts beat the Chiefs uh, 19 to 13. And then on Monday Night Football, the uh, fucking 49ers man 31 to three. They kicked the Browns' ass, and they were showing them something. So, yeah, that was week five. Week six, um, the game going on right now is uh, the Patriots and the uh, Giants. Patriots are up 28 to 24 currently. So, this week, uh, the matchups for week six, we have um, the three and two Panthers. They are, uh, let's see. Let's see here. Let's see. So the Panthers are at the the two the three and two Panthers are at the two and three Bucks. So division rival here, and then uh, the four and one Seattle Seahawks are at the uh, two and three Cleveland Browns. So they're in Cleveland for that matchup. The uh, Texans will the three and two Texans will go and meet the uh, four and one Chiefs in uh, Arrowhead. So that'll be an interesting one. So there's two win or two uh yeah two winless teams here, the zero and five Redskins will play the zero and four Dolphins in Miami. Um, the three and two Eagles will play the three and two Vikings in Minnesota. The four and one Saints will take on the three and two Jags in Jacksonville. Zero and five Bengals against the three and two Ravens in Baltimore. That's another division rival. Uh, the 4-0 Niners against the 3-2 Rams. Uh, that one's in L.A. The 1-4 Falcons playing the 1-3-1 Cardinals in Arizona. Uh, the 2-3 Titans against the 1-4 Broncos in Denver. The Cowboys are 3-2. They play the 0-4 Jets in New York. The 1-4 Steelers against the 2-3 Chargers in L.A. And then the uh, two 1-1 Lions against the 4-1 Packers in Green Bay on Monday night. So, uh, yeah, there's that. That's there's two games going on in L.A. Um, this weekend. The, the L.A. Chargers and the L.A. Rams both playing in L.A. They, good thing they, they don't share the stadium yet because, yeah, that won't be happening when they share the stadium. So there's some interesting matchups. The Lions and the uh, Packers will be interesting. The uh, Rams and the Niners, obviously, that's a good one. The Eagles and the Vikings, that's a good one. Texans and the Chiefs is a good one. And um, let's see. 
Let's go with some picks here. I think the... Uh, let's see what games I want to pick here. Take some, like, I'll pick three games and make some picks on them. So the Bengals and the Ravens. No, that's too... Jags and Saints. Four and one Jags against the three and two Saints. Or the two and three Saints. Um, I'm going to go with an upset here and say that the Jags take this one. They're playing at home and um, they've been playing really well. And then the Saints have been not really scoring really much. They scored a lot last week, but they've been just kind of been their, their defense has been holding them off. And Teddy's been playing decent. He's I love Teddy Bridgewater, but I say the Jags take this one by like three. And then the Vikings Eagles, um, I'll go with the Vikings on this one. They're in Minnesota. Um, I'll I'll say they win this one by a touchdown. And then um, the Chiefs and the Texans. I'm gonna say the Texans take this one. The Chiefs have been struggling lately, and they're, they're on the road. The Texans, but I'll say the Texans take this one. And they they take it by uh, like by a score. So whatever that is. So then, yeah, 28-14 currently with the Patriots and the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones is three picks. Brady almost has 300 yards passing. Um, So, yeah, they've had uh, a lot of scores from their defense once again. The Patriots' defense is scary good. So... The last show I previewed the AEW and NXT weekly shows, and um, that's thus been a week, and then there's been another week, so I've seen week one and two pretty much, so I'm not really going to like go through everything, I'm just going to kind of like talk about wrestling as a whole, because there's all kinds of other shit going on too, they're like, you know. There was the SmackDown show, and then there's, like, this new NWA show that's fucking awesome that's on YouTube. There's Impact's moving soon. There's, you know, New Japan. There's all kinds of shit. So, you know, it's it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. And then, yeah, I was at Hell in the Cell, so I kind of want to talk about a little bit of that. So the show was, you know, there was four matches announced, like, the day of. And then, you know, they fucking announced a bunch of shows, like, me and my my buddy went and we we were down at the bar that a couple buddies were were down at a bar near the arena and we were just you know fucking chilling drinking some beers and then they announced like four matches what the fuck like and then there was one more announced like an hour before showtime so i was like okay here are some announce some matches they announced they're all a bunch of nothing matches whatever so, we're going to get what we get. And the the show opened with the women's Hell in the Cell match. It was fucking awesome. And then they went right into the, um, the tag match with Daniel Bryan and Roman against uh, Harper and Rowan. And that was another fucking solid match. So, two solid matches to open the show. And then they, they followed up with all the other, like, you know, random announced matches. And they all were, were solid, you know, the... The uh, women's tag team match was really good. Um, Corbin and um, Gable was really good. We were uh, we were up in the cheap seats for like, you know, most of the show. 
and then I was I was eyeing these these seats lower down, like lower section. I was like, they're they're right there, and nobody's sitting in them there. You know, there's four of them, and I've been watching them like most of the show. And I was like, you know what? Let's go down there because I want to see this main event down there. So like we went fucking we ended up going down there and we saw the rest of uh, pretty much all of Gable and 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 Corbin and then the uh, Bailey and Charlotte match which was uh, great and then um, we saw the main event so the main event was something um, really fucking bizarre the lighting was really cool um, then there was just the fucking dumb finish of the match where yeah. Um, how the fuck is there a disqualification in a fucking Hell in the Cell match? Like, I don't fucking get it. That doesn't make any fucking sense at all. And, yeah, the crowd, I've I've been to a lot of wrestling shows in my life. And the fucking crowd, I've never heard them react that way. Like, and it went from, like, there wasn't a, a fucking... At least in in both sections that I was in, the lower section and the upper section, there was no fucking AEW chance all night until that point. <laughs> and then there was a chance of refund. There was a chance of bullshit. There was chance of restart the match. That was the chant that lasted for quite some time. I mean, there was a bunch of shit. Like they were fucking pissed. And if there were shit, if there were people with shit that they could throw at the fucking ring, they would have done it. It was like people were fucking, they didn't know what to do with themselves. So, yeah, it was, and the, they waited till the lights came back on and everything. Like, and just stood around and just were booing. And, yeah, it was, it was fucking, it was, it was something else, man. Like, the last time I saw a crowd react somewhat like that was, you know, I, I, I told my buddy I was with, we, we went to SummerSlam a few years ago and the main event was, um, Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar. It was this big dream match type of thing. And then, you know, it ended in like six minutes with that, you know, elbow to the face and Randy got all busted open. And everybody was like, what the fuck? And everybody just left kind of like, what the fuck was that? Like, well, that, well, that happened. Like, and they were, people were like pissed, but they were more like stunned pissed. Like, what the fuck did we just watch? Like, are you fucking kidding me? That was it. That was all this build for this. Really? Like six minutes and that? You didn't do anything, you know? So it was like, that's more of the mindset of that kind of shit. That This was like, we hated this, and we're going to fucking tell you we hated this. And it was kind of just like a whole thought process, like, going through my head was, this is, yeah, you know, we only had four matches for this show. It was like, fuck Sacramento. They were, fuck you guys. Like, the crowd for Sacramento is always just kind of, you know, boring and lazy anyway. So they gave it to them right there. And I was just like, fuck, man, I'm glad I was fucking part of that shit because, yeah, it got some uh, got some people talking and everything. But, yeah, it was um, it was something else. Um, so, yeah, the the NXT and AEW shows, the <coughs> first week of AEW was really good. I liked I liked most of the show. The Kevin Smith stuff was kind of weird. I could have done without that. But, um, like, you could have shown him, but the stuff that interacting with fucking, you know, the, the hybrid two or whatever they're calling themselves and, and private party was a little weird. So, but I get it, you know, you got to feel TV, but it, it, their, their whole presentation and everything is different and, and I can dig it. I like it a lot. Um, 
we got the little whole formation of the faction at the end of week one, and then we got the whole like who they are and what they are. Part of week two, Jericho's promo for week two this this past week was awesome. We told all the people fucking chanting "We the People" that's dead and buried. It was bad, creative, fucking sucks, and yeah, that that was a. Uh, Good stuff. So yeah, the inner circle they're calling themselves. I already got T-shirts for it. So that's some some stuff that's going to be providing good TV for for AEW. So yeah, I like all those guys that are in that group too. They're they're all solid heels, and and yeah, that's that's going to be good stuff. So Jericho's going to help you know all these guys. He's the he's the star and. You know, uh, the other guy that has name recognition is is Jake Hager. And, you know, wrestling fans know the other guys, but a new audience doesn't know most of these guys. And if you if if there's a casual fan, they may recognize Hager. But you know, the the whole MMA thing is like legit, and and he's a legit badass. So yeah, it, it they're they're going to be a good heel stable for for the whole elite group to to chase after. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the rest of uh, the, the you know, going forward. Uh, they had Moxley and, and um, Sean Spears this week. That was good. Uh, Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen was okay. Um, they had the, the women's tag team match was good. Um, the main event was um, Jericho and Guevara against Dustin and um, Hangman. That was a good match. They had the whole thing, the ending, you know, the the whole. They had the the havoc match, and Darby Allen was like a winner gets Jericho next week for the title. So, next week's show is Darby Allen against Jericho for the title, and then Riho for uh, the women's title against Britt Baker. So next week's show should be pretty good. Uh, Private Party upset the Young Bucks this week. That was the other big match. That was the best match of the show. Um, so yeah, that match was. Uh, in the tag team tournament, so they they move on to the next round. So we'll have another tag team tournament match next week as well. And then NXT, they they stacked the show the first week. NXT title match, Matt Riddle and Adam Cole was fucking awesome. Then they had the women's match, um, Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae was awesome. All the matches on the show were fucking awesome. It was just that was the wrestling show. It was just nonstop wrestling, and then the AEW show was just like a little bit of everything. So that's kind of where they differ, you know, like if you watch WWE programming, you're going to get like a little bit of everything their way on Monday Night Raw and and on on Friday Night Smackdown. When you watch NXT, it's just wrestling, you know, and it's great wrestling. So and I'm okay with that. It's it's just good stuff. AEW is just like what they're saying. It's a it's an alternative. It's a different product. So both shows are this week they had the main event was Walter versus Kushida. And the first week's main event was the Undisputed Era against the Street Profits for the tag titles. And then we, we saw Finn Balor return to NXT and Tommaso Ciampa return to NXT for with their eyes set on Adam Cole's title. So we got some strong challengers for Adam Cole coming up. And NXT looks good going, going, going forward. Um, they set up uh, Velveteen Dream and Roderick Strong's rematch for two weeks. Um, then the next week there is uh, Keith Lee and um, Dijakovic for the the third time. 
So it's their it's their rubber match. Uh, this week's main event was Kushida against Walter. It was fucking awesome. Walter picked up the win. Um, what else was on this show? The Cruiserweight Championship. We got a new Cruiserweight Champion, Drew Gulap against Leo Rush. Leo Rush won the title. Um, there was uh, Brizongo against the Forgotten Sons. Forgotten Sons picked up the win there. So, uh, yeah, it you know, for me, I don't really like picking... Oh, which was better, you know, type of shit. Because I just don't care. There's, like, for me, Wednesday nights are the best because there's fucking, I watch AEW, and and then I watch NXT. Like, that's how I've been doing it. The first two weeks, I've, I've watched AEW first, and I think I'm going to continue that. I, I just like watching, you know, I, I wait till like, 5.30 so I can skip a little bit of the commercials, and I end up catching up live for the main event, pretty much. And, <coughs> excuse me, and that's that's kind of how I've been doing it, so... I like to do it that way, and then I right when it's over, I just turn on NXT and I have, you know, a solid four hours of wrestling on Wednesday night, and it's fucking awesome. So then there's, you know, AEW's doing this AEW Dark on Tuesday on YouTube. It's hour long, and it's all the matches that that they did at the show that you didn't see on TV. The first week of AEW Dark was. Um, aired this past week on Tuesday and it was let me think uh there was a eight-man tag the Lucha Bros and the hybrid two uh Jack Evans and and uh and Helico against best friends and uh private party and I believe the Lucha Bros picked up the pin on that one there was um Fuck, what else? There was there was uh, Seema versus Darby Allen. Darby Allen picked up the win on that one. Uh, there was a women's tag team match. I can't remember who was in the B Priestley was in that one, and uh, Britt Baker. And but yeah, the, the AW Dark. I like the idea of doing that. And this week there's there's a match with uh, Omega and Joey Janela, so that should be good. Um, and then also on Tuesday is this new NWA show, the Power Hour, NWA Power. And they're doing like old school studio wrestling, and it's fucking it's awesome. It's old school how wrestling used to be done in a studio with like the stage for interviews and no music and just a ring and the studio audience and fucking it works. The NWA champion is Nick Aldis. He's great. He's perfect for that. Um, they have a strong roster. They have James Storm. He's their their national champion right now he he you know spoiler he currently lost he lost the title but i'm you know that's I, that's coming up in an episode so i'm not gonna spoil it um they have fuck who else they they got mr kennedy they got a whole bunch of solid wrestlers that work there and the first week was was great i i enjoyed it it was an hour and it went by really quickly the fucking um Main event was uh, Tim Storm against Nick Aldis for the title. Tim Storm's last time that he gets the challenge if he if he doesn't win the match. So they they also had this you know they had a tag match. They had um, James Storm was in action against uh, Josephus. Uh, there was a couple other matches that they had, but they were all solid matches. And you know they go and cut their promo afterwards, and it's old school. And yeah, I I fucking dig it. So. 
Tuesday nights, there's two hours of wrestling. Monday night, you know, you have Raw. You have three hours of Raw. And, you know, for me, I've, I didn't even watch Raw this week because after Hell in the Cell, I was like, fuck it. I'm not even going to watch Raw this week. Fuck that. Like, if I hear it's good, then I'll watch it. But I heard it was shit, so I just didn't watch it. I'll, you know. So Mondays, there's three hours of Raw. Tuesdays, there's NXT Dark for an hour. There's NWA Power Hour for an hour. And then soon to be the two hours of Impact on on access TV and I don't really watch impact because you know, it's, it's just, it was on a weird network that I don't get. So, but before when it was on destination America, I watched it. And when it was on other networks, I would watch it. I would record it and I would watch it. I wouldn't watch it live, but I would watch it. Same thing with like new Japan. I don't really watch it live cause it's on a Friday and it's on like late and I work early Saturdays. So I usually go to bed kind of early on Fridays. So I, I would just record it. So, you, you know, you have, like, four hours of wrestling on, on Tuesday. You have four hours of wrestling on Wednesday. Thursday, it's like, fuck, I don't know if there's anything on Thursday. I just get a break. And then Friday, I get two hours of SmackDown. And SmackDown, you know, the, you had Cain Velasquez come out in the first week, and the stage is fucking awesome. <coughs> and, yeah, Fox is putting some money into this. So they're starting the draft this week on Friday. And I'm sure that'll be interesting. You know, that's tomorrow as I'm recording this on a Thursday night. So, yeah, should be interesting. The wrestling business is awesome as a fan. It's really cool. I love it. (coughs) Excuse me. Coughing all up storm. It's all this marijuana I smoke. Take, Take a sip of my vodka. All right, so the last thing I want to talk about is this fucking Joker movie. So I saw this Joker movie and at first I was like, I don't know. I don't, I didn't really like it. And then over the next couple of hours of thinking about it and kind of just like, just, yeah, just thinking about it and like kind of putting like, I, I, I had these weird, the, like I was kind of just like, fuck, this movie's too much like Taxi Driver while I was watching it. But then I afterwards I was like, it's not really like Taxi Driver. And I kind of convinced myself that it wasn't. But then I, the more I sat there and thought, I was like, it is. And it's the king of comedy and Taxi Driver and like a comic book movie. And like I also kind of said it's not a comic book movie. But it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a movie about a, a guy with mental health. And society let him go disguised as a Joker movie with this final twist at the end that could make it, you know, everything be fake. Which, you know, to me, I'm perfectly okay with. You know, so, so like, I was thinking about it and I was like, fuck, you know, I may love this movie, but... I'm not I'm I'm still kind of on the edge. I want to go see it again, but it's so fucking emotionally demanding. Um so Joker it it's, you know, starring Joaquin Phoenix, directed Todd Phillips. Um he directed The Hangover, old school. You know, he's a comedy director. Um this movie has no comedy in it whatsoever. It's dark as fuck. It's beautifully shot. It's it's gritty. You know, it's set in, like, the early 80s, like, late 70s, early 80s. I think it's early 80s. And, yeah, it's just pretty much about a man with mental health. Arthur Fleck um, is who Joaquin Phoenix plays, and he becomes the Joker type of deal. And um, 
yeah, I was getting the whole mental health thing all throughout this movie, and you know, you know, I, I, the more I think about it, it's just, it's yeah, it, 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 it is a, it's a movie about mental health, really, like showing you, and like, there's, I'm gonna get into all the controversy with it, but showing you kind of like, here's how society views people with issues like this. You know, there's a there's a scene in this movie that's just so sad where, where he's riding the bus and he's just there's a little kid looking at him and making faces, so he starts making faces back and this is early on in the movie, so you see that he laughs a lot. Like and you don't understand why. You're just like he's fucking weird and creepy and like you kind of just don't understand why. You see him with a, a a social worker and that he's on medication, but you, you just, you know, something's there, but you're, he's on this bus and he's trying to entertain this kid. And, and the mom sees him and just goes, why are you messing with my kid? And just, it's like, he's like, I wasn't messing. And she just starts snapping at him and he, he starts uncontrollably laughing. Just like, do you think this is funny? And then he hands her a card and on the card, it says, you know, I have, I have a mental disorder. And then you turn it around and it says, I have, you know, a, a condition that causes uncontrollable laughter, you know, due to a head injury. And it's like, holy shit. Like, and she just kind of gives him this dirty ass look and never mind him. And he's, you know, it's really uncomfortable. Most of this movie is, is like that. It's really uncomfortable. There's parts where, you know, he, he forms this, this relationship with this with next door neighbor. And it's all due to a, the, gesture she makes of you know the gun to the head with her fingers and he does it and you know then he forms this relationship with her but then it turns out that that's all in his head and that's where you get this high this whole idea that that this character is an unreliable narrator he you you can't trust anything that you see and all this kind of stuff and then for me the 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 first thing I was thinking leaving was yeah, and they should have cut this movie and just like cut the cut the movie right before like or right at the the, the when the movie cuts to black when he's on top of the car and you know being serenaded by everybody and just cuts to black and then boom Joker that just end it right there because I was like it just fucking dragged on after that and I was like fuck there's more but then the more I thought about the ending of this movie it was like holy shit it makes so much fucking sense like. He's in the therapy room and it's all white type of deal. And this is all like he's laughing and she just what's so funny in his last words, you know, you wouldn't get it. And it's like and then he walks out and there's blood and it's like, OK, all of that was bullshit. That was in his head. But he really just killed this fucking therapist. And we know he's a psychopath. He just fucking imagined like all this fucking shit. And we're led to believe this. So. For me, that's just it. I was like, "Fuck!" Like the more, the more I think about it, I, I have to go back and watch it again because I really liked this movie. I I really did. It's just fuck, man. It's 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 hard to watch. It's the controversy about it is a lot of like advocating. Oh, it, it's pro gun violence and all this kind of shit. And okay, no, it isn't. You know, it's. Yeah, there's a there's some violence in this movie. It's pro violence and it's too violent and all this stuff. There are four pretty violent scenes, I would say, in this movie. There's the, you know, spoiler alert. There's the scene where he fucking shoots the three yuppies on the bus that kind of turns everything in his head that makes him go ape shit. 
pretty much. Uh, then he, which is just like a standard fucking, you know, like in any type of movie that you see that, you know, in, in fucking Rambo, there's, there's more goddamn fucking gun violence and shit. I mean, he rips a guy's heart out in Rambo. So fuck, like there's three guys getting capped, you know, in, in, in a subway. And then there's the, I mean, I'd say the most gruesome scene in this movie is when he stabs the guy with the fucking knife in the neck, pretty pretty much. But it doesn't really show much. He just stabs him a couple times and then boom, you know. It's it's over. You don't see it, you know. there's It's violent, yes. There's the, the scene in this movie that is fucking awesome uh, that I absolutely love that's just like a total, it's a total homage to King of Comedy, another Scorsese movie, a De Niro movie when he's coming out and the the talk show dancing and everything. It's just fucking this, this movie has like the taxi driver and Kings of comedy thing to it. And yeah, I, I need to see it again because yeah, I kind of, I'm on the fence of loving this movie. I really like it, but I'm on the fence with loving it because you know, movies that I love, I'll I'll go back and I want to watch them again. Like once upon a time in Hollywood, I wanted to go watch that movie again like after the second fucking viewing, I wanted to get right after I was done. I was like, I'd watch this shit again. I fucking love this movie. Like, so this is not like that. It's, it's very good, but it's just, it's hard to get through. But all this controversy is just so dumb and drawn out and, and just, it shouldn't be there. Like people fucking cause problems for everything. And there's like all this shit, like should Joaquin Phoenix get a, get a Oscar nomination amid the controversy. And it's like, he should get it due to his performance. It's fucking fantastic. Who cares about this fucking made up controversy? There's not a controversy that people want to fucking make a controversy out of this movie. It's a movie called Joker. Like they made a a franchise out of saw like, Fuck, the movie that this movie is inspired, Taxi Driver, has a scene where Scorsese is in the back of the cab saying some horribly racist and obscene things about what he's going to do to the person upstairs, the building he's parked out front of. Like, that's the director of the movie. So fuck, like, could you imagine Todd Phillips doing something like that? Like, no, like, and they're fucking... This movie is like it's it's gritty and it's violent. Yes, it's a rated R movie. But there was movie, you know, John Wick comes out and that movie has so much fucking gun violence and it glorifies it to death like the way he it glorifies all the violence in that movie. Like look how fucking cool I can kill people. Like look how fucking and it's badass. It's fucking entertainment. These movies are made for entertainment. Does John Wick make me want to go fucking but grab a bunch of knives and kill people in crazy ways. No, fuck no. Like it's stupid. Does Joker make me want to go on a fucking killing spree? No, it's like, this is so dumb. I can understand how this may affect people that are mentally ill or whatever. They shouldn't be watching this movie. Like have some self-control or, you know, something like that. It's, but having this whole notion going into your head that, oh, this movie is, it's something that, you know, it's got this controversy around it. It's only fucking feeding into the, to the, to the lore because it already broke fucking box office records for October. So it's just, it's winning everything right now and it's going to be nominated. It should be. 
it's it should be nominated for some cinematography stuff and set design and stuff like that because it's really it it, it achieves it all that stuff. But yeah, go see Joker. I don't know what it's sitting at on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Let me see. Last time I checked, it was like 70. It might have went down a little bit, which I feel is like kind of fair. I would put this movie at like 75, something like that, around there. Um, let's see. Joker, 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 Joker. Da, 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 da. Rotten Tomatoes, Joker. 68 and 90 with the people. So yeah, it's it's dropped a little bit. I'd have this at like a you know four-star movie. You know, put it... Put it in, put it in the high high seven mid to high seventies. But you know the critics are the critics; they're they're tough on this one. You know, but this is a better movie than fucking Captain Marvel. Like that, this is a way better fucking movie than that. So that's why Rotten Tomatoes is fucking bullshit. They fucking give positive reviews to movies that are shit. So, I mean, it is what it is. But that was this week's show, uh, episode twenty three. So yeah, hey, um, go and you know follow the show on on the platforms on SoundCloud or on um, Spotify or on Stitcher, whatever is more convenient. Most people use Spotify for music and shit, but Spotify has podcasts on there, and you could subscribe to them. So go and subscribe to the 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 feed, and if you subscribe, you know it'll just the episode will come up whenever the new one shows up. It'll just show up in your, in your downloads or whatever. So, you know, Stitcher's the same thing. Um, I'm working on getting a new logo here from, uh, my buddy Gavin, who was on a few weeks ago on the podcast. Um, tattoo artist Gavin, if you need any tattoos and you're in the Sacramento area, shout out to Gavin. Um, he is on, uh, on Facebook and Instagram and, uh, at Gavin Wayant. So yeah, shout out to him. He he's awesome dude. So he's hooking me up with a cool logo. I'm going to like have a new logo, maybe uh make some stickers and shit like that. So I don't know. Uh and then yeah, go follow the show on Facebook, Twitter at Loser Hour, you know. Until next week's Loser Hour, uh, I'm going to fucking go continue doing loser things.